from Riverside Recovery next on Reboot Your Life. We speak with Hollywood director Rennie Harlan on following your dreams no matter what. Plus, we look at a Tampa nonprofit that helps people after rehab get back on their feet. And then we'll talk with an expert on abuse and some ideas on how to deal with it. It's next. From Riverside Recovery, it's Reboot Your Life. Experience the ultimate reboot of your journey. Start anew and rediscover you. Transform your story. Rewrite your life. It's Reboot Your Life with Carrie Harrison and Ashley Neal. From the Riverside Recovery Studios in Tampa, Florida, Carrie Harrison here with you along with Ashley Neal. And thanks for listening to Reboot Your Life, where we help you get back the life you love through life hacks for recovery, resilience, battling addiction, expert advice, and stories of our human experience. You can also enjoy our anytime podcasts on all major platforms. Just enter Reboot Your Life and make sure you like us when you share or listen. You know, sometimes trying to recover feels like a total drag, a series of obstacles merely to overcome. But finding the joy in some of this hard work is just as important. A new life can be filled with playful curiosity and maybe a first time ever opportunity to explore that new and better life. Well, with me right now is blockbuster Hollywood director Rennie Harlan, who you might know from Cliffhanger, Die Hard 2, uh, A Long Kiss Goodnight, among many, many other films. His latest movie, The Bricklayer, was more than just an action thriller for him. It was a chance to follow his dream and be playful with his stars, like Aaron Eckhart from The Dark Knight and Olympus Has Fallen, and Nina Dobrev, The Vampire Diaries and Let's Be Cops. Director Rennie Harlan is a real-life lesson in following your dream and your passion. Imagine having a life filled with choices and opportunities. This is truly available for all of us. It could just, well, it's just scary jumping off the high dive into opportunity. Director Rennie Harlan, thanks for joining us on Reboot Your Life. Thank you, Carrie. Very nice to be here. So glad to have you here. Director Rennie Harlan, you're originally from Finland and are known for your mastery in the action thriller genre, having brought big blockbusters to Hollywood. And they're very grateful, by the way. You originally wanted to be a pilot, but then you you ended up choosing a creative life and finding joy in the process. So there's really something to be said for learning who and what you are and then following your passion. It, it really is. And and uh, somebody smart once said that, you know, if if you if you choose to do uh, what you love in your life, you'll never work a day in your life. And uh, of course, you know, it's, it's, it's life is not always uh, easy and simple and, you know, you work long hours and you sacrifice your family time and, and those things. But, but there's also, I believe there's a way to, to balance that stuff. And my love for movies has, has been there since I was six years old when my mom took me to the movies for the first time. She was a movie lover and she installed that love of movies in me. And for me, to be able to do this my whole life. I've been doing films since I was I was 11 years old. And to be able to think up this, cook up these stories and get all the children to come together with me and, and play and, and have fun. Uh, I, I, was, I was just making another movie. I just finished shooting another movie with Sir Ben Kingsley. He's, he's 79 or 80 years old. He's still doing what he loves. And he said to, said to me, like, you know, can we just play? He called me the governor. 
Uh, <laughs> he said, Governor, can we just play? And that's, that's what I feel like I'm doing. I do feel like I am the luckiest guy in the world for being able to do what I love. And I, I try to give that love of movies to the audience so that they would, they would enjoy what, what we've created together. And, uh, I just want them to be entertained and have fun. You know, in your sandbox of fun with all the kids, getting, you know, a guy who played Gandhi to play a tough one, to, to get Sylvester Stallone to keep laughing for you. Um, I mean, the, when we see them on the screen, they're kind of the, many, many times they're the same guys, the same kinds of characters. But in real life, you're dealing with the same kind of kids who have the same sense of humor and the same appetites, and you end up having a really fun experience. People see a film and they just know, like reading, reading a book. You have no idea what the author went to to write it, but there's so much joy in it. And I think that's what you're showing us here. Well, I, I try. I really like my philosophy is that I, I want to shoot the movies in a way that I put the audience in the driver's seat. I want the audience to feel what the characters feel and get emotionally involved, uh, have moments of humor and levity and and just be excited we go to the movies you know to 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 feel something to either cry or laugh or be excited or be scared and and that that's what i'm trying to do i'm always i'm always trying to make a movie that i would love to watch and uh and i hope it works well you know more power to you one final question you're not, you're not stuck in a single genre sure we've had blockbusters we've had uh, the people that i mentioned sylvester stallone uh bruce willis uh, but you also uh play with uh, uh, chinese themes different genres uh, history uh, you're not a monolithic director you've got a wide spate of of appetites and uh imaginations here well i i I feel like there are so many stories to tell and I I maybe it's a cliche but I think every every filmmaker in their heart you know you want to do your big war movie and you want to do your spy thriller which I did with the bricklayer and you you know I want to tell my love story still I want to do my beautiful beautiful romantic love story and I like horror also because I grew up watching Hitchcock and and uh, uh Polanski and I love scary movies I love scaring the audience so there are so many genres I I don't want to be pigeonholed into just doing one thing I want to tell so many different kinds of stories and and entertain people so uh who knows what's next but uh but i'm i'm keeping my eyes open and for me it's just when i see a script that is exciting and that it's visual that has interesting characters it doesn't matter what genre it is it's just an opportunity to tell tell an entertaining story and i'm in director rennie harlan people think you just sort of uh magically appear in hollywood like you're discovered at the whatever a soda fountain would be nowadays but when you when you are chasing your dreams, when you are pursuing your passions, you actually have to show up for that. Uh, it's not a fantasy, it's not a wish list, but you got to actually go, kind of forge and create your future. And if you have those tools now, you can actually do it. I I could say that I got really lucky, but it would be simplifying it. You, I believe in life. You you create your own luck. And it's a combination of some talent, hard work, and being in the right place at the right time. And uh, that's that's the advice I always give to people who are asking asking me, how did you make it? 
Uh, one big reason is how I made it was that I was so clueless. I was a 20-year-old kid from Finland. I didn't know how Hollywood worked. I didn't know that you needed to have an agent and a manager and a lawyer and all those things. I just I just jumped right in and I said, I'm here. I love movies. I know how to make them. I want to make movies in Hollywood because this is where they are made. And I think that I took people by such surprise because they hadn't seen such kind of uh, unbridled uh, enthusiasm and, and passion and cluelessness that they thought, <laughs> we got to give this kid a chance. You know, he is so passionate about what he wants to do. And, uh, and I think it's easier now than it was when I was starting out because now you have, you know, cell phones. You can make a movie with a cell phone. If you have a story idea and if you have a visual sense and you want to tell a story, you can literally do it with your phone and you can that way prove to people that you have something. Uh, when I was starting out, it it was so expensive to put anything together. It was very hard to prove that you can do it. Uh, but like I said, it, it, you know, I went through a lot of hard years in the beginning. I lived in a garage in in Hollywood for two years with no money whatsoever. So, and uh, last thing I say is is I you know uh, my mom whenever I was able to gather enough money that I could actually use a payphone to call my mom in Finland. She said, Renny, please come home. You're a talented guy. You can have a nice life here. And I said, I can never admit failure. I would rather die here than come back to Finland, admit that I never reached my dream. And, and that's how I made it. And we should explain to people that living in a garage in Hollywood, Hollywood sounds, because you've seen it on TV, as this place where allegedly movie stars are at cafe sidewalks, you know, enjoying lunch out. And there is no such place. It's a, basically a giant set. And, and Hollywood, though the brand is glamorous, living in a garage in that place, not so glamorous. So you, boy, did you pay. You, you, you're, you're absolutely right. And it, it, you know, I, I think the biggest disappointment in the world is when people, either for a tourist holiday trip or for work dreams or whatever, they say, we're going to Hollywood. <laughs> because like you said, it doesn't exist. There is no glamorous place where people are walking on the sidewalks and sipping uh, uh, cappuccinos or martinis and hanging out with stars. It doesn't exist. You will never see a star in Hollywood because Hollywood doesn't exist. So be prepared. It's a tough place. Yeah. The, I had a little mini studio uh, and you talk about one in a million and it's the same thing in, in radio and broadcasting, you know, four companies own everything. So have a nice day. But I built a little micro studio on um, Hollywood and Vine, just a famous intersection, little green yeah. screen studio. And it was basically, you know, guys with guns and hoodies and God knows what walking by the glass while your guests are sitting in there. And I thought, what have I done here? You know, but it's just a component. One of those tools you were talking about of just showing up, experimenting, inventing, putting yourself out there and having the courage to do it, which is not easy for everyone. But I guess if you watch someone else do it before you, which is the wisdom of hanging around people who've done things before you. Uh, they'll shine that flashlight on the path and make it so much easier. Director Rennie Harlan, I want to thank you so much for having joined us on Reboot Your Life today. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you so much. And it, it's, it's been really, really, really interesting talking with you. You have a different kind of an angle and, and uh, approach to these things. And like, I know, I, I can feel that you feel this stuff for real. And, and you've been through this world 
like I have. So I feel a lot of kinship, but now that we are both in Florida, we have to get together. All right, my friend. Well, I'm waving at you from Tampa. I know you're in Miami. You probably have a bigger yacht. I don't have one, but um, someday I will sail on it. Fantastic. Can't wait. <laughs> All right, my friend. Be well. Thank Bye. you. You too. Bye-bye. Rennie Harlan's latest film is called The Bricklayer, and it stars Aaron Eckhart. It's always fun to hear successful people talk about their journey and show you and me that anything we imagine is in fact possible. From Riverside Recovery, it's Reboot Your Life. Tampa, Florida's become a bit of a beacon in the realm of drugs and alcohol treatment. You see, the Sunshine State seems to have thrown its rays on recovery. You've heard us talk a lot about Riverside Recovery, which caters to all sorts of needs. Now, why all the buzz, you wonder? Well, Tampa's been turning recovery heads because of its holistic approach. It's not just about detox and counseling. It's now known for its overlap with yoga, art therapy, even energy healing. So if you're listening in any of these 50 states, Tampa's made it easy to kick addiction with a side of sunshine. And who doesn't want that? That said, there's a lot of people interested in the transformative work happening there. Nonprofit foundations like the First Step Foundation have even formed to help people get going after waterfront rehabs like Riverside Recovery have set that pace. Like helping with rent and important first steps, even people who don't have much money at all or any at all, they get to be helped. This is how other good people support Riverside's success model that has made such a direct difference in so many lives. Statistics? Nearly 24 million Americans are wrestling with addiction, whether it's booze, pills, opioids, you name it. In addition to that 24 million, our veterans, many suffering from the opioid epidemic, are even more disproportionately affected. Well, with us now to explain how you can bounce back to normal life after treatment is Dick Coley with the First Step Foundation. The First Step Foundation is helping people stay afloat by providing financial assistance for sober housing as you keep up that good fight against addiction. They cover stuff like rent and security deposits until that first paycheck comes in. A cool idea? Well, there are hundreds who now have new lives because of it. Dick Coley, thanks for joining us here on the show and our podcasts. Well, thank you, Carrie. Be happy to answer any questions I can. Well, you're the... Do I follow that? You could just follow the love here. You're the inventor of this. You're the crucible. You are the Petri dish that came up with this great idea. It's novel, and it's leading the nation in how to help so many people that come out of rehabs. Uh, Your organization answers the question of, now what? Which is the big question after rehab, isn't it? Uh, People leaving treatment. Can you walk us through how you provide that much-needed financial support during this crucial phase? Sure, I'd be happy to. I guess I should take a walk back to uh, the year 2017. And uh, I was called up by Kirk Kirkpatrick, who's the founder of Riverside Recovery, along with his wife, Elizabeth, and um, some other fellows I know who are the founding board, um, and asked me to come over to have a chat. And they said that they needed to have not a sister corporation, but they needed an unaffiliated not-for-profit because they knew that they were going to have people who wanted to give back, you know, where their children, their wife, their sister, their daughter, whatever, were treated at Riverside and they wanted to make a contribution for others. And um, so from that conversation, we he said, you formed other not-for-profits like Club Yana, could you go ahead and, and help us out? So 
when Riverside was a mere kernel of a thought, he started bouncing it off of me. Then he put his financial acumen together to to put it, make it all work and truly dedicate himself to um, helping others to recover in a professional and personal sense. But um, so out of that meeting in, in the fall of 2017, I went ahead and formed, um, it was originally Riverside First Step Foundation, Inc. Um, and then asked two gentlemen, one who's an advertising executive, Tom Vanderclip, um, and this gentleman, Dr. Danius Drachtenis, was an emergency room uh, physician over at Tampa General Hospital. And uh, Dr. Dan, as we affectionately got to call him, um, had said that he, he would do anything to get out of someone's guts up to his elbows and blood after uh, an alcohol or drug-related mm. accident. And so that's how he got involved. And we founded the First Step Foundation. And our original, um, our original thought was we wanted to help people who were getting into, into Riverside as, you know, for the 28-day full inpatient treatment. And as we try, started to do that and we met with attorneys and uh, feedback from insurance companies, we found out that's not what they wanted. Uh, they wanted not to have this other money coming in other than family for the, you know, co-pays, et cetera. So one of the things we, we did in part of our plan B was to go to the exit strategy as, as uh, recovering alcoholics and addicts were coming out of treatment. And they're generally don't have any money. They haven't had any job. They may not have any family support. And we wanted to be able to have them take that, that all important first step back into a sober recovered life and the, one of the most important elements of that is to provide shelter so by going to approved sober living homes and working with them uh we we decided that we would pay that first month rent and fees deposits in order that they had a running start so by the time they had a good job in their first paycheck in week two or three or four um, they had a safe place to live with other uh, sober individuals. Uh, obviously, men are with men and women with women. Um, and, and so we just started doing that basically here in the Tampa Bay area, word of mouth, not heavily advertised. Mainly it came from referrals from, from treatment centers like Riverside and, uh, you know, Turning Point, and there's several others in the Tampa Bay area that caught on and um, so the first few years we we had a decent impact but really in um it really was in 2022 that we really kicked into gear because uh those who had received financial support told their stories about how they were able to stay alive and have their lives changed because of our help. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. jump into that too because that's important to hear the success stories. You know, the nuts and bolts of how you built this is amazing and impressive. We're probably gonna see models mm -hmm. replicate all over the country at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, this town, Tampa Bay, uh, is the inventor of everything from home shopping to 
Hooters, to, I mean, everything. It, it, all, it all comes out of here. It's an extraordinary marketplace. So we're going to see more good stuff. So here you have the, the First Step Foundation. Um, you cover people's initial rent maybe multiple times until they get that first paycheck. You get them back on the seat. You give them a shot to get back into life, which is the one thing missing when anyone gets out of any treatment or rehab. It's like, here you go. Have a nice day. You know, check in with us now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm flapping like a fish out here. And now they don't have to flap. They've got like infrastructure because of what you guys do. We're, we're very conscientious because of the HIPAA laws mm. that most we always request only a first name, last initial um, in any of our applications and, and uh, requests. So in doing so, we've, uh, I often don't really know who the individual is that we've helped, but what's happened is by circumstance, and I'm in my 36th year of uh, recovery, and I'll, I have had numerous men and women come up to me and say, are you Dick, Dick C? And I say, yes, I am. Well, you saved my life. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, that's a really, it hits you. It hits me right in the gut. Of course, I'm a sap anyhow. But, you know, the... And the, a former hockey and player. And a former <laughs> hockey player with a, with, a, with a soft touch, right? That's what having kids will do to you. They turn you into marshmallow. So, the, um, you know, but we've, you know, those are the, the a variety of personal testimonies of people who have gone out and... Uh, They've gone to sober living, and then their wife or husband has taken them back in. They're reunited with their children who may have been taken away, which is the case in uh, several instances that I'm thinking of. And, um, you know, we've something that's been most special uh, in the past year and a half is there's a there is a brand new woman's uh, sober living home called Better Beginnings. And the woman who started at Tamara was director of nursing at a major hospital, but her daughter had gotten sober going to a sober woman, sober living home in St. Petersburg. And she just found a calling that she wanted to help women. And so she started and got in touch with me. And as we got talking and help women to get into Better Beginnings and pay their first month, she was just, I said, well, how, how have you been surviving so far? And she said, well, just kind of cash flow. You know, I, I can't say no to them. So I take them off the street. And then when they can pay, they can pay and this and that. And I talked to my board and I said, you know, we've always wanted to help more women because it was, you know, just the way it was. The, the probably 90% men sober living and 10% women. So we decided to go ahead and and do a little something more. So I asked her what her entire receivables were for the other nine women or so that were already in there. And we caught her up 100% um, and literally got her home off the ground and, and from the red and into the black, and then have continued uh, uh, to do so. And, and I'll tell you, they they couldn't be more supportive. They, they sent pictures of all the the ladies and, and a beautiful thank you cards. And so, you know, those are the things that, um, you know, you're not in it for the thanks, but it's, it's always nice when you get something like that. 
and the and so we're we're we've really helped a lot of uh newer sober living homes we're very proud of helping more and more women and uh the other thing that we did just right out of the blue um the veterans administration will pay for a full treatment program for veterans however there's no funds for travel or anything else so i got a call from kirk at riverside last year and he said we have this woman with the veterans administration in uh, up in georgia excuse me in alabama and would you mind talking with her she has a vet who will take in but he can't get here from that conversation we ended up flying three uh, of our veterans uh, down to tampa picked up at the airport by riverside went into full treatment and got them back safely back to home and so that's and and that and we also work with the veterans court here in tampa um so you're not limited exactly to what you had originally thought well we're going to do one two three four but sometimes you do six seven if you can that's correct if it's possible so this must have a huge ripple effect on people's families their friends like the whole in the whole outer circle of people's life very much so there's um you know i can think of one gentleman in particular who had just uh was in an apartment was losing his car losing the apartment his wife and daughter were back at the family home and hadn't seen him in a while and while he was in treatment they were going to repossess his car and lock him out of his apartment we ended up going in and making the car payment two two months in arrears and paying the lease up on his apartment up current while he was still in Riverside just to keep him take that financial worry away and he eventually reconnected with his wife and daughter and have been a very happy nuclear family so you know there's there's we aren't limited um and we actually can go anywhere we want now we have elected just because we're not that big uh we we helped 169 uh men and women in the last 12 months i just happened to check it because we have a board meeting tomorrow um and and these are people that oftentimes would end up being homeless coming out of treatment sure and uh and in fact had a the one woman who was principal of a woman's high school private school who was going to be homeless the next day and she said well here's my situation and i knew her because she was the former wife of a friend and uh i sent a text message to my board got a response right back and i said give me the name of the sober living home which is opal house and paid electronically and she got in that night instead of sleeping in her car so there's some really cool on the spot second you know things that we've done to help out but we've had to we've had to limit ourselves back here to the tampa bay area we were getting requests not only from around the state but from around the country because no one seems to be doing what we're doing but it all comes from the foundation of giving back to others and i you know i know that all of us who are on the board um and involved in this you know have uh, a great deal of 
of, of accomplishment now that we're taking hold. As a matter of fact, we've just we really become too successful because we've gotten oversubscribed, and now we've got to measure our dollars a bit until I can go out and, and play golf and, and play <laughs> golf. Money. Actually, I, we're about to start a fundraising. Uh, a deal that will prove tomorrow at our board meeting to, you know, just go out and start expanding our, our sponsorship. Yeah. You know, we've had in the past, whether it's Tampa General or Sheriff Cronister from the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office and, you know, others who have all, you know, Furman Auto who have all donated um, to help us out. And, um, you know, I guess my job is to learn how to ask more. <laughs> right, right. And nobody is trained that at home. Growing up, it's like you're not supposed to talk about money. Yeah. You're not supposed to ask for money. Yeah. You're not supposed to mention it. You're not supposed yeah. to think about it. Yeah, we actually, I've, I've applied for the the Tampa Bay Lightning, our hockey team here. Uh, they, they have a community heroes thing where you can get $50,000. So, you know, I did it last couple of years. We just didn't have enough of a story yet. But now we're there. And uh, so hopefully we're, we're in this final round for this season. And you know, maybe the the hockey gods look down upon us and decide we're a worthy cause. We could we can use the money, that's for sure. Well, let's end with that, Dick Coley. How can people support you, know more about you, be involved? Well, on our on our website, which is the www.firststepfoundationinc.org, um, you'll see there's a donate button. Just hit the donate button. Uh, and fill, out, fill in the information. It all runs through PayPal. You know, you can use a credit card or whatever, and and uh, that's the the best way to donate. If someone wanted to write a check, they can write it to First Step Foundation. We'll get it and put it into the account. FirstStepFoundationInc.org. That's FirstStepFoundationInc.org. Dick Coley, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Today. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. More straight ahead. Are you familiar with Riverside Recovery of Tampa? Well, they offer a profound, all-embracing approach to addiction treatment. With a dedicated team of empathetic professionals, Riverside Recovery is committed to guiding individuals on their path to enduring recovery, using a variety of science-backed therapies, counseling, and support services. Riverside Recovery values the individuality of every recovery journey. Their tailored treatment plans respond to the specific needs, the hurdles, the goals of each resident, providing effective aid regardless of whether you're taking your first steps in recovery or maintaining your progress. With Riverside, recovery isn't just achievable, it's an influential journey towards a healthier, brighter future. The testimonials of those who've undergone treatment there are evidence of rediscovered self-worth and potential. Located on the tranquil Hillsborough River of Tampa, Riverside serves as a peaceful haven, promoting self-discovery and healing. They acknowledge that recovery is about more than just overcoming difficulties. It's also about finding your innate strength and resilience. The Riverside Recovery's committed team are your empathetic allies in your recovery journey. They comprehend that genuine healing involves the mind, the body, and the spirit, meticulously dealing with all facets of addiction. You can discover more at rrtampa.com. That's rrtampa.com. Or reach out at 1-800-871-5440. That's 800-871-5440. 800-871-5440 or rrtampa.com.
Did you know that Reboot Your Life is on every major podcast service in the world? Now you can hear us 24-7, on demand and share us and like us with your friends. Keyword, Reboot Your Life on every platform from Spotify to Apple, iHeart to SiriusXM's Pandora, even Overcast and TuneIn. So join us online and share us with everyone you know in recovery or who could benefit by hearing these shows. Let us know what you think of our podcasts and throw in some likes and stars for extra love. Now we're always here for you. That's Reboot Your Life wherever you get your podcasts. From Riverside Recovery, it's Reboot Your Life. Life 2.0. It's your life and your reboot. It's Reboot Your Life with Carrie Harrison and Ashley Neal. Carrie Harrison with you along with Ashley Neal. And thanks for listening to Reboot Your Life where we help you get back the life you love. You can also enjoy our anytime podcast on all major platforms. Just enter Reboot Your Life and make sure you like us when you listen or share. You know, a lot of us came from homes filled with abuse, whether we were the children or spouses. It's, well, it's generally a taboo topic and you don't get to hear much about it because it, it ruins the myth of the perfect American TV family. And I never had that perfect American TV family myself, but I did watch it on TV and say, really, your mother wears pearls while vacuuming and high heels, huh? But you know, if that's what's on TV, that's the reality that millions of people absorb together. Meanwhile, at home, something different is happening. Millions upon millions have to deal with a certain kind of home fallout on a daily basis. And the best thing we can do is understand how, if we grew up in such a household, not to even repeat that behavior, even unconsciously, even though we're definitely not aware of it most of the time. And we're going to be bringing on Sabrina Oso, best known for her TEDx talks on creating a safe home environment. We're going to explore some of the basic language that people use and the assumptions we have about each other that can actually be, believe it or not, abusive, even though many of us never occurred to us. You know that old adage of sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me? Not true. Oh, not true at all. Names burn in and have a permanent effect. That's why people use them. Yeah. Insults can have afterglow that can last for years. So let's just dive on into it. Say hello to Sabrina Oso, whose TEDx talks, children's books, and guidance to the real estate industry even are beginning to create a buzz around respect and safety in our homes. Sabrina Oso, glad to have you on Reboot Your Life. I'm so glad to be here, Carrie. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Well, this is a kind of a taboo topic, therefore I love it. We should dive in head first. Uh, in your TEDx talk, you say the responsibility of safety should not be in the hands of the victims. Can you help us understand what that means from the standpoint of the victims? We have to think differently about safety, about respect in homes. And as I say in my TEDx talk, why should, why should you leave? You're the victim. You just got beat up verbally, physically, sexually abused, uh, children may or may not be involved. Well, why should you leave? Um, you stay right where you are. The responsibility of safety needs to be in the landlord, if you will. Uh, and I'm not trying to create more work for the landlord, but it should be, um, respect should be a required standard so it should be a new way of residency right off the bat. You do you not- You mean like in the it, lease? Actually putting that in the lease that- Correct. You got to act Correct. like a civilized human being if you're going to live here? 
Right, right. And we have that in our policies that we have copywritten. It's a new way of residency, putting respect in documents so that way people can be held accountable. Uh, so I hope I answered the question at least in a shorter version of it. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, I totally wrapped my head around it. It's a novel concept uh, because we sort of imagine that we can well we, we part of our culture is that we do whatever we want and if you and for a lot of people if you can get away with it and don't get caught couldn't have been that bad um but if there's if you're leaving a world of damage including growing children it's like growing a plant if it grows at a weird angle and it's corrupt and busted well it's you're gonna have a corrupted busted live adult human maybe armed and we sort of know how that can play out so it's interesting having the landlord for whom I would think such a contract would be a benefit. Imagine having a tenant that, not, you know, they sign the thing that says they're not going to tear the walls down. They're not going to like throw hand grenades into the toilet. But if you also know that, that your tenant is not going to like bludgeon people in the back room, like you're not liable for that suddenly. Like this is a real benefit to everyone. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly why we designed it that way. Uh, and, and this is landlords, property owners, property managers, super superintendents of properties that this will apply to. We intend to have this propagate over all types of residency, whether you rent, whether you own, whether you have a mortgage or not. Uh, it's how it should be. And many homes do not allow verbal, physical, sexual abuse. So if they can do it, why can't everyone do it? It's how it should be. Let's jump into a little bit, Sabrina Oso, about what abuse is, because we're, we want to, since a lot of people are eligible to get treatment and other things for all the different things going on in the world, we need to let people know we actually get it. So give us some examples about abuse that you're talking about. The simplest definition is a pattern of coercive, forceful behavior. So you are imposing your will on someone else, and that could take the form of verbal, physical, sexual abuse, or a combination of all, all three. It also encompasses psychological abuse, mental, emotional abuse. Let's say you uh, it, it constitutes uh, pulling hair, kicking, punching, slapping, calling your child a brat, a monster, a prissy little bitch, you're ungrateful, you're a baby, you're a drama queen, um, you're nothing without me, you are garbage, you are a piece of sh uh, that's all verbal. Uh, any, any sexual abuse, uh, rape, any sexual assault, um, any, like I mentioned, punching, hitting, slapping, kicking, pushing, shoving, um, even saying things like, you're not a man, stop acting like a girl, you cry like a girl, all of that constitutes abuse. You know, uh, it's interesting. So in full disclosure here and transparency, I remember my father when I was maybe the age of nine, uh, pushed me away when I went to kiss him goodnight. Now I'm nine. You're, you kiss your parents goodnight, at least on TV. And he pushed me away. He said, men don't kiss. And that was, that was the last one ever. So it became handshakes from then on.
I want to say thank you for sharing that. And I'm so sorry. You know, too many of us have a common thread of of abuse, violence, chaos, dysfunction. So thank you for sharing that. It's Reboot Your Life. Riverside Recovery of Tampa was created to offer state-of-the-art treatment options to people suffering from addiction. The model was developed to meet clients and their families where they are at and provide them with the tools and education needed so that they can achieve long-term recovery. No two people are the same, and no two people have the same experience with addiction. And it is for this reason that we tailor each treatment plan to the unique needs of each individual. Located alongside the Hillsborough River in the heart of Tampa, Riverside Recovery offers the full continuum of care and what that means is that we offer medical detoxification residential care day treatment intensive outpatient and outpatient levels of care the program at riverside is focused on high quality clinical care offered in a safe comfortable and serene environment where everyone feels empowered to change the course of their lives the stigma that surrounds addiction continues to be high on the list of reasons that people do not seek help. At Riverside Recovery, we are working to change the narrative and empower people to recognize addiction as a disease, not a moral failing. We can recover, and we do, as evidenced by the thousands of people who have taken that courageous first step and asking for help. The staff at Riverside understand what it's like to recover. In fact, over 75% of our staff are in long-term recovery. If you or someone you know needs help and are ready to seek treatment, call Riverside Recovery of Tampa at 1-800-871-5440. That's 800-871-5440. You can learn more about the treatment we provide at rrtampa.com. Again, that's rrtampa.com. You can tweet us anytime on X at Reboot Your Life. We're talking to Sabrina Oso, whose TEDx talks, children's books, and even guidance to the real estate industry are opening up new conversations around abuse and safety in our homes. And we're exploring uh, that which feels, unfortunately, very normal to most people. It's just maybe you've never even had a chance to talk about it, anyone to tell. You can always tweet us and let us know your story and let us know if you'd like to share it with us. Examples of a good relationship. Whenever you're with your partner, even if you just met him or her, you have in mind respect. That word is huge, respect. Uh, you do not cross any boundaries. If they tell you that is too much for me, you need to respect that and step it back. So it's communication and people, we use that word a lot, right? Communication but if someone is saying that to you, you need to step it back and say, okay, uh, I went too far. Whether it be uh, someone that maybe they don't want to, for the other person to pay all the time, they want to pay. So you respect that on a date, or if you are in a long-term or headed for a long-term relationship, that is a healthy relationship instead of having one partner pay all the time. Um, so that is a good thing. Whenever someone listens, uh, that has to be a integral part of a healthy relationship, listening, uh, using that part of the phone instead of talk, 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 talk. <laughs> you actually listen. You hear, you hear them. Uh, and even if you don't know what to say or not to say, just listening to them and you could say, 
I'm going to, I really am unfamiliar with this territory, but I'm going to find out how to help you and me in this situation when it comes to children, really hearing them and not telling them to shut up, go to your room. Uh, I'm taking this away from you. You hear them, you listen to them. Um, so I hope I gave some good examples uh, um, as far as what's a healthy relationship. And it's both ways. It, it's not just one way. It's both ways. Give, giving them the freedom. Uh, freedom is a big part of it as well. Freedom and respect. It goes hand in hand. Since I already told you about my father, Sabrina, my mother was a cross between Mommy Dearest and Cruella DeVille on a good Tuesday. So this was normal. Again, you can't know this is weird if this is all you know. Does that make sense? You're, I, I think a child is like a laptop. All it has is the software that's installed on it. And so it runs that as its operating system. And even though your friends may be having a different experience, maybe you don't think theirs is the normal one. Maybe yours is the normal one. And I think later in life, as we look to recover or evolve or get this stuff fixed or dealt with, we start to understand that, you know, that, listen, that was technicolor. It should be a little more watercolor. So we're talking about creating a little more watercolor here through basic, easy ways. You know, you mentioned, Sabrina Oso, that children, uh, you say children need to have agency, which means power, over their own lives before 18 years of age. Now, most states let, let kids drive by the age of 15, but they can't drink until they're 21, legally that is, yet they can fight a war by the age of 18. Uh, can you explain what you mean by having agency over their lives before 18? Yes. It's about choice and voice. And we introduce this in our children's book. Um, they know who makes them feel safe. They know who respects them. Uh, if it's not mom and dad, maybe they have an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent, a close family friend that they want to live with. And that's how it should be. Why wait until they're 18? If we, and which is what the laws, courts, judges, and child protective services do. Uh, by the time they're 18, Carrie, they resort to drugs, to self-harm. They get involved with the wrong people. They continue the cycle of abuse or they commit suicide. Why? When they could go to a, a safe, respectful family member or even a close family friend and live a good life, a life of empowerment, encouragement, positivity, respect, safety. Let's end with this, Sabrina Oso, maybe four or five takeaways, action steps to promote safety and prevent uh, home violence. Yes, I want to say that pornography is a big driver of violence. We're not talking about erotica. Erotica is about sexual freedom, but pornography, and I even want to go further, BDSM, that stands for bondage, domination, sadism, and masochism, BDSM, uh, pornography for the most part, is about bondage, domination, about control, about manipulation. So there is no freedom, even if it's consensual. Uh, for example, BDSM, most of them are women doing the abusing, and they have clients coming to them either virtually or clients coming to their home, and they are being paid to being spit in the face. 
having a cigarette ashed in their mouth and they're being held in bondage. Now, one can argue, well, Sabrina, that's consensual. Is that a healthy environment? Is that a healthy sexual relationship? And I have to say, a lot of these BDSMers, they date submissive men and these men could have children and these children are roped in these situations where they are prisoners, slaves in their own homes. This is ne this needs to be taken very seriously. And it is a recipe for disaster where it's continuing the cycle of violence, of sexual violence, sexual abuse. And I have to say a lot, if not most, all of these BDSMers are sex traffickers and sex abusers right in our neighborhoods, societies, communities. And they pose as upstanding citizens. Meanwhile, they are doing convulsing, revolting, disturbing things on and off camera. And once the camera stops rolling, the, the sex abuse continues of everyone in that household. It is a big driver of violence. So that needs to be a regular part of our education, especially for children. Uh, try, that's number one. Number two, you have to do your best not to fight in front of your children. You're going, we're not saying don't disagree. You're never going to have arguments with your partner. We're not saying that, but fighting where you're yelling, you're screaming, you're throwing things, you're, that needs to not be a part of anyone's household. Number three, do not call women and girls or anyone bitches, sluts, whores, tramps, sleazes, floozies, bimbos, thoughts, skanks, and all of the other lovely titles that are given to us. That is also a big driver of violence where you're teaching your boys how to be hostile towards women, towards girls. Uh, point number four, we are big proponents of therapy at Oso Safe. So as we say at Oso Safe, there is shame in not getting help versus getting help. And try on a, a few therapists. Not all therapists are created equal. So let that be okay. If you don't work well with, with one therapist, go to try another therapist. Uh, and I would say also point number five, let it be okay. Things go wrong in your day-to-day. -day. Let it be okay. You are sitting in traffic. A snowstorm hits. You just spilled milk or your child just spilled milk. Let it be okay. Clean it up. It was an accident. Stay in the moment as best as you can and let it be okay. We've been talking to Sabrina Oso, whose TEDx talks, her children's books, even guidance to the real estate industry are opening up new conversations around abuse and safety in our homes. Carrie Harris with you, along with Ashley Neal. Thanks so much for joining us on Reboot Your Life today. Let's end with a little meditation, a little thought for the day to help give us a little boost. How much time do we all spend allowing our imaginations to build small troubles into big ones, creating discontent? Well, the young can't wait to be older and the old want to be young again. Those in the city think the good life's in the country, while rural people dream of bright lights and excitement. You know, we're never okay where we are, right? Right here, right now. Many of us had it driven into our consciousness that life's a war. Raised in families who expected conflict and combat, delivering messages to us like, this is going to be a lousy day. I can feel it already. 
Well, a contentious attitude always brings misery. I've learned that an expectation of hostility breeds hostility. And if we expect nothing but pleasantness and peace, well, we're going to find that life is not a war and people are not the enemy. Thanks for joining us. Check out more about Riverside Recovery simply by going to rrtampa.com. Riverside Recovery of Tampa was created to offer state-of-the-art treatment options to people suffering from addiction. The model was developed to meet clients and their families where they are at and provide them with the tools and education needed so that they can achieve long-term recovery. No two people are the same, and no two people have the same experience with addiction. And it is for this reason that we tailor each treatment plan to the unique needs of each individual. Located alongside the Hillsborough River in the heart of Tampa, Riverside Recovery offers the full continuum of care. And what that means is that we offer medical detoxification, residential care, day treatment, intensive outpatient, and outpatient levels of care. The program at Riverside is focused on high-quality clinical care offered in a safe, comfortable, and serene environment where everyone feels empowered to change the course of their lives. The stigma that surrounds addiction continues to be high on the list of reasons that people do not seek help. At Riverside Recovery, we are working to change the narrative and empower people to recognize addiction as a disease, not a moral failing. Located on the tranquil Hillsborough River of Tampa, Riverside serves as a peaceful haven, promoting self-discovery and healing. They acknowledge that recovery is about more than just overcoming difficulties. It's also about finding your innate strength and resilience. The Riverside Recovery's committed team are your empathetic allies in your recovery journey. They comprehend that genuine healing involves the mind, the body, and the spirit, meticulously dealing with all facets of addiction. You can discover more at rrtampa.com. That's rrtampa.com. Or reach out at 1-800-871-5440. That's 800-871-5440. 800-871-5440 or rrtampa.com.